Welcome to IEQ Radio, the voice of the indoor air quality industry. Yes, the rules have changed. from and welcome to the IAQ radio Friday September 16th 2011 episode 219 fifth anniversary show we're coming to you from Studio C in beautiful McKees Rocks Pennsylvania my name is Radio Joe Hughes here with me in the studio is the Z-Man Cliff Zlotnick it's always fun Joe and today's special fun special day Cliff special. congratulations on yeah. five years thanks for the emails we've been getting and uh, we appreciate everybody's thoughts and uh their uh, good wishes. Anyway, my uh, our engineer today, of course, as usual, is Austin. Stone Cold Novak. Austin Novak at the controls. Congratulations for making it through another. It's been you've been here a couple years now, right? Uh, at least a year. A little over a year. All right. Today's segments include what we're going to call the YIAQ radio segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the last five years of the show, why we're here, what we do, etc. We'll have our IAQ radio trivia question, of course. We will also have a little halftime. Hopefully, Mr. Fellman will be joining us. Glenn's supposed to come in at halftime and say hello. And, of course, we'll have our technical director, Dr. Dietrich Wow. We're also going to count down and play some clips of some of the top downloading shows. At least these are the most popular according to our listeners and the number of downloads we've gotten. And we've got some interesting results on that. We'll look forward to that in the second half of the show. Before we start, we want to thank our marquee sponsors. And since we have a new marquee sponsor, our newest marquee sponsor is Net Claims Now, providing insurance billing for the restoration industry, fire, water, mold, and reconstruction billing, Learn more at netclaimsnow.com. Indoor Environment Connections, the newspaper for the IAQ industry. Subscriptions and advertising information are available at ieconnections.com. John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop at johndon.com. Clean Facts and Cleaning and Maintenance Management Magazine, your source for cleaning and maintenance news. Visit them at cleanfacts.com and cmmonline.com. 
Please be sure to thank our sponsors for their support of IEQ Radio when you inquire about their services and products. All right, let's turn it over to the Z-Man for today's microband trivia question. Wow, <laughs> that, that goes back, huh? That, the old days, the, microband. That, 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 it's that, that. now the IAQ Radio trivia question. <laughs> With a cool prize by outcompeting fellow IAQ Hello, IAQ Radio listeners, and being the first person to correctly answer the IAQ Radio trivia question each week. Submitting your answer is easy. Email it to cslotnick at cs.com, or if you're listening live to the show via your computer, you can text in your answer. Congratulations. To Andy Krasowski again, Concast Metals and Mars PA for identifying the death cap mushroom Amanita phylloides as the mushroom species responsible for the majority of fatal and or otherwise serious mushroom poisoning cases, both domestically and worldwide. The IEQ Radio Trivia Question for Friday, September 16, 2011 has been sponsored by Triska, the Tri-State Restores and Specialty Cleaners Association, who have been serving the needs of and advocating for their members for over 30 years. Triska is your link to industry training, certification, standards, and events. Now for this week's trivia question. What is the name of mycologist Nick Money's book discussed on the second episode of IAQ Radio? Back to you, Joe. All right, Cliff, that's a good one. I also want to remind listeners that, of course, we have the... Uh, uh, we have your renewal credits available from the ABIH, the American Board of Industrial Hygiene, the IICRC. I don't think the acronym police are here, so I won't spell them all out. And the ACAC. You can also get those credits by sending an email to joe.hughes at iaqtraining.com, and we'll set you up with a quiz and get you your credits. Last but not least, don't forget to visit the IAQ Training Institute website for the most current dates for the training you trust at iaqtraining.com. All right, at halftime, we'll, of course, go through our full list of sponsors and thank all of them, which is one of the reasons we're still here, Cliff. If it wasn't for the sponsors, we wouldn't be here. Absolutely. Let's start out by, you know, Cliff, it's interesting. Uh, You know, I don't think all listeners know how this started. It's five years. It's amazing it's five years. How did you get the idea for IAQ Radio? I was actually driving my car one day. There's a local... uh, Television. I'm sorry. Local radio show done by a guy by the name of Ron Morris. The show's called The American Entrepreneur. And he was broadcasting. He was talking about an investment that he'd made into a company called TalkShoe, and they were interviewing um, the founder, Dave Nelson. Nelson, right? And what they said mm-hmm. was anyone could do a radio show and do it over the internet. And I just thought that it would be a great idea if we did one on indoor air quality issues and I talked to you and I talked to my son and you know two gray hair guys and a geek and <laughs> we were able to do it and I, you know, I just remember the, the sheer terror uh, we wondered whether anyone would actually listen you know when we did it and uh, you know five years later people are listening they continue to listen and the audience has, has grown significantly absolutely we were, we were figuring out based on the number of hours downloaded at least that we're aware of and there are a lot more that we're not aware of but it was like eight years. Eight and a half years. Eight and a half years worth of downloaded 
content. So that's quite a few numbers of years of uh, downloaded content that you and I have uh, put out across this this continent and all, all around the world. Talk to at first, and we're still with TalkShoe, and we want to thank them, and that's part of the reason for doing the show is to thank the TalkShoe folks and, and others that have been a big part of our show. And we're still with TalkShoe, and we, we appreciate that. But, you know, early on when we did the show with TalkShoe, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but if you go to other TalkShoe shows, the way TalkShoe makes money is they allow – people to put up these radio shows at no charge, no cost. In fact, they pay you a little bit of money to put these shows on, but you have to allow them to put Google ads on your website. And I remember early on us looking at the, the Google ads and going, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Uh, black, not, not people that we want to be associated uh, with. No, no. There was some blackmold.com and a lot of uh, things that, you know, we just didn't think were appropriate for our audience. So we went back to TalkShoe and we made a deal with them and we pay them every month. Instead of them paying us, we pay them a little bit. It's not a ton of money, but it's enough to, you It's know. pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, particularly before we had sponsors and absolutely, so on. Absolutely, absolutely. It's enough to make me realize that it costs a little money to do the show, that's absolutely. for sure. And then what we did is we paid them to allow us to put our own sponsors up. And we've had some great sponsors over the years. And But before we go into the sponsors and, and you know what we're doing with the sponsors let's talk a little bit about that logo cliff i didn't know until this week actually how you came up with this logo well i didn't come up with it uh, you and i talked about needing a logo for the show and you know we, we chose the name iq radio and uh you know i'm looking in the yellow pages for uh you know graphic designers and so on and so forth and zach who's putting the show together just asked if he could take a stab at it and I really wasn't confident in his ability to, to do it. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, he came in and uh, the logo kind of hit me. You know, it, it showed, you know, it had the name of the show and then it had these beams. And, you know, we beam worldwide. And uh, it's, you know, I thought it was great. And you liked it and it worked and really didn't cost us any money either. So that it's, was a good thing. It stuck from here on out. By the way, Zach, who we'll talk about a little later, is Zach Zlotnick, Cliff's son, who was our first technical director not our technical director our first engineer on the show all right cliff let's move on a little oh, sure. bit yeah what, joe what other reasons did you feel this was oh go ahead, go ahead. well i was gonna ask you you know wh um what was your biggest frustration about information that you would receive you know magazines newspapers you know industry related information yeah one of the reasons i really agreed that we needed to do this was that a lot of times the, the information we would get would be dated, and you would find out things a little after the fact. Now, remember, this was five years ago before there were as many blogs and as many chat rooms. There were some chat rooms then. I recall being on IE Quality back in about, I don't know, 2005 or something like that. So it was a way to get information out quickly and to make sure that people who were interested in making sure this information was available to them. We made it available for free. Our advertisers, of course, helped a great deal with that. And uh, it made, made us kind of the breaking news source for a lot of people in the industry. So they came to us, they listened to our show every week, and they were able to get breaking news prior to the news coming out in a monthly magazine or something along those lines. So it was a, it was a great a great opportunity for us to jump in and do that. 
Now, the other thing that we've really tried to do over the years, Cliff, and I know this is sometimes really hard because we're both somewhat opinionated. (laughs) Um, But, you know, what have we done? I mean, can you explain to the listeners how how much we've gone out of our way to make sure that we we really present both sides? I I can. You know, politically, we're different. You know, I'm I'm on the right and you're on the left. And, you know, we're great friends and good business partners and so on and so forth. But politically, you know, we differ. And, you know, we needed a format for the show. And at the time on Fox News, which I know that you had never watched. (laughs) I do, actually. There was a show (laughs) called Hannity and Combs. And Hannity was the conservative guy and Combs was the liberal guy. And, I, you know, Bill O'Reilly, O'Reilly was talking about being fair and balanced and, and so on and so forth. And I just thought that that would be a great theme for the way, a great philosophy for the show in terms of how we would treat issues. You know, issues that we had personal opinions on, issues that, you know, were happening within the industry. So that's the idea and you know you felt it was good and uh you know we don't always get along we argue sometimes on the radio and it's good you know and it we get a lot of compliments about that i know for instance we've had you know dr richie shoemaker on the show he had a lot of downloads and and then we also had david governo on the show who you know, has a quite different opinion from sure. Dr. Shoemaker. And we Dr. Had Ron Gotts. Dr. Ron Gotts on. So we actively seek out both sides, the 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 opinions on both sides of issues. And I, I tell you, it's really helped me in a lot of ways because, you know, there's always good – both sides have good points, let's put it that way. And it's been great to see that wide uh, – that wide – viewpoint it's of people the first, out there. Opinion, the first opinion yeah absolutely that's been fa- it's been one of the best parts of the show i think is trying to find people who don't necessarily share my opinions or don't necessarily right. share your opinions. I, you know the funny thing is is i admit and you have admitted to learning things from listening to an opinion that you might not have gone into the conversation agreeing with but you find yourself you know, hearing the way that it's presented, and it tends to, to make sense sometimes. Absolutely. And, but it's not, it's not always easy to get people on both sides of the issues. No. Uh, and and we, we've tried to do that, and in certain, side, you know, certain situations, only one side wants to come on, and, you know, we've had to do that a couple of times. And I, I think what's not, we did the same thing with uh, the USGBC right. lawsuit and Henry Gifford, and then we had Elliot Horner come back on, and, and Elliot did, did a little rebuttal, basically. Absolutely. It was excellent. It was excellent. And we, we're going to continue to do that. So we want listeners to know we're going to continue to do that. And by the way, all these shows are archived, so we're mentioning these shows. And one of my goals for today is hopefully when people ask in the future, okay, what is it that you do and how can I learn more about it? And then also how would I figure out what shows might interest me the most? Well, that's part of the reason we're doing this today is to kind of go over the shows over the past five years and help people figure out which ones are the ones that might be of interest to them. Joe, how would you describe our interview style on the show? That's a good question. That's a good question, Cliff. I'm trying, you know, I guess the key is we we try very hard never to just ambush people. We don't come up with questions we try and make sure that our our guests are comfortable coming on which has been a really important thing and we try and make sure up front we discuss issues with the guests and make sure that they're comfortable 
presenting their opinions on these issues. We, we really have tried hard not to be a gotcha kind of media, you know. And I think that's something that we're pretty well known for, and it has therefore allowed us to get guests that we normally wouldn't get. Right, and it's not that we don't talk about tough issues. We do, and but we just discuss them with the guests before so they have the opportunity to think about it, you know, rather than coming on the show and feeling that, you know, we're trying to corner them or embarrass them and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it goes back to the old saying, you know, don't do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I right, mean, right. I'd rather not be ambushed on a show, and I've been ambushed before. I yeah, know absolutely. Like, yeah, so I've been there myself, you know, right? Try to avoid that. Now, the other thing that I think is interesting is that, uh, you know, we try to have a little bit of fun, but obviously we're also trying to educate and get information out for people on a timely basis. And, you know, Cliff, that was one of the most important things, I think, for both of us was that even though this takes a lot of time, it's very uh, – it, it, it's very – it's very time intense for us to do all the the research and prepare for the show and, and get all the show notes ready and do the advertising and all that. And uh, But the key was that we were really interested in making sure this information got out to people and got out at no cost. Right. Because we both have been pretty fortunate in this business, I think. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, we wanted to make sure people got that information and got it at no charge. Now, the other thing is, it's easy, you know, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's fun, it's a lot of work, but we don't have to prepare for a video, and, and we both have faces for radio anyway. Absolutely, as I absolutely, it, so. when, and it's always a beautiful day in, uh, in McKees Rock. It really so. is, it really is, although it may be, it doesn't look too bad, but we may change that down the road, we'll see, absolutely. who knows what will happen absolutely. over the next five absolutely. years. Absolutely, and it's easier than TV, and, you know, like I say, we could do it in our underwear, and no one would know the difference. That's right. Now, we also put out some invitations every week, I tried, you know, for the first first five years and actually the last couple really uh, I've, I've really made an effort to put an invitation out that not only told people who was coming on this week who was on last week but we had some new news available that I picked through over the past week so we would go through the past week's headlines for all of the different areas we cover whether it be disaster restoration indoor air quality or building science and then add that along with the show invitation so that people could get a quick overview of what's happened over the past week and any important information, links to it or copies of it that were, of course, uh, copyright-free, and making sure that people had that information and had one good source to grab it and grab it quick. And that has gone over pretty well. So that was the other. And then... I didn't pick the name, by the way, Radio Joe here, Cliff. Uh, that was that was the Z-Man. Well, All we right. just named you. We just thought it would, <laughs> just thought it would work. And uh, I think initially we were going to have you do the show by yourself. That's right. And That's you right. were going to be Radio Joe. Yeah. And uh, then we just decided it would be easier kind of if we co-hosted it. And I couldn't imagine trying to do this myself. I mean, after this, it's a lot, I mean, yeah. doing an hour every week and trying to be entertaining and you know there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that people don't see cliff's writing a blog i'm you know checking messages and so it's it's very difficult i don't know how people do this by themselves and especially these guys like you know it's usually the 
the Fox types, but um, the Becks and the Hannity's. I don't know how they go on for four hours a day like that. Well, they have a huge staff. They got to have a huge, yeah, uh, yeah, people yeah, behind them and gotta be. so on and so forth. It's yeah. just got to be tough to go on like yeah, that. People for putting four the information hours. together. You know, I don't think people realize that a lot of what we do in the show is intentional. You know, from the music that we use. Right. You know, I graduated high school in 1968 and. There are people in this room that weren't even born in <laughs> 1968. That's right. And, you know, I remember the song, The Chambers Brothers, The Time Has Come. And I, I always thought it was kind of inspirational in terms of the show, you know. And if you think about the lyrics, you know, it says, The time has come today. You know, we can't put it off another day. We don't care what others say. The rules have changed today. And I think that it really struck home. Uh, you know, I, I think with me. And what was interesting is the editor, Steve Sauer. Sauer. No. Yeah, Steve yeah, Sauer. Steve Sauer yep, yep. Picked up on it. And, uh, you know, he knew the lyrics and he knew the song because he's quite a magician. Or, I'm sorry, musician. Musician, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he ended up, you know, I remember when they wrote about it in, in IAQ Connections magazine. And I talked about the show and the lyrics and so on and so forth. Yeah. So at least one person, you know, kind of understood you know, what we were uh, trying to do. Uh, he's not alone. I've had quite a few people comment on the rules have changed, you know. Right. So they have changed. And this whole world, it's crazy. I mean, you and I are about the same age. I'm a little younger. But, uh, you know, over our lifetime, can you imagine how many things have yeah. have changed over right. our lifetime? Yeah. We couldn't. You couldn't even think about doing this no. even 20 years ago. You know, 40 years ago. And, you know, it, it's different. You know, Austin sits on the other side of the, uh, you know, the desk, and I'm not sure how comfortable he would be in talking to people, but I can tell you he's probably more comfortable doing this than I would be pushing the buttons and, right, you know, right. and multitasking. It's really not my thing. It's been great to have the folks that help us behind the scenes, and we want to make sure we thank them. Uh, and, in fact... Well, let's let's. There's a couple more things real quick before we go to that. The opening announcement, which is actually one of the reasons that we brought that up. I want to make sure that we, and we will always retain that opening voice. And I don't know if people even hear it, but it's the welcome to IAQ Radio. I can't quite do his voice, but he was our first engineer, and that was that was Zach Slotnick, Cliff's son. And for sentimental reasons, we we obviously. We'll keep that one around forever. Yeah, and we've retained it. We love it. Zach has moved on to Google now, yeah, right? Still and yeah. Where's he at? New York City. New York City. Started and they in Pittsburgh. They send them all over the place. See, yeah. we, we launched a career here. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. And then, you know, Cliff, I don't know if people realize this, but Cliff spends a lot of time every week trying to find just the right music for the guests. And Cliff, you want to tell us why you feel that's so well, Sure. I, I think if all we did was talk, it would be boring. And, you know, I think at some point you need to, to break it up. And, you know, there, every guest takes the time to, to talk to us. They take time out of their schedule to talk to us and talk to the audience. And I thought it was nice to have a little introductory music, a little bio that, you know, we could read for that guest. And I think the musical clips break it up. But what we try to do is, is find some connection to what they do you know it might be difficult finding a song that deals with epidemiology or <laughs> black mold or something like that but you'd be surprised you know we're normally able to come up with something it's amazing what's out there now well if we didn't have um what is, iTunes, not, iTunes, iTunes that, and that, youtube, that, youtube yeah. and all of that there's some really 
fascinating. It's amazing that you can find songs about mold, you know. <laughs> I mean, people actually write and do and perform songs about mold. It's right. it, it just fascinates me. The other thing I think that uh, most of our listeners are used to, although I know Dottie wants it more. Uh, by the way, I've got to say thanks to one of our biggest fans. The original there, fan. The original, DMIAQ. That's my sweetie at home. She listens every week, uh, just about every week, unless the phones are driving her crazy there. But um, she misses the acronym police. We've got to bring back a little more on the acronym police. Hey, there they are. All right. yeah, well, why do we have them, Joe? Because this, and it's not just us. I've picked this up lately. I've been listening to other people. We've got some new people I'm working with now, actually, and uh, you know, Val, uh, Val Bender is going to be joining us here on the show and, and at the office. And we were talking. She she's a Hollywood kind of girl. I know. I know. Got the film background and all that stuff. You all you'll get to meet Val soon. But anyway, um, she was using certain terminology, and I was, what, what is that? You know. And, it, and a lot of times it's acronyms or just little short uh, comments. What 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 are we calling this now, Val? The rap book, yeah. I'm like, what the heck is the rap book here? Rap you know, book, well, this know. is our rap book now. We got a new name for this, okay. and um, you know, the big issue has been that there are so many acronyms. I even start my classes that way. It's like, all right, you have now entered acronym heaven. <laughs> Over the next three days, I'm going to use 300 acronyms, but I stop every time, or at least I try to, and I tell people what that acronym is because too often we in the IAQ industry and other industries as well, like I said, we think people know what we're talking about. I have a good one, IAQ. I just used it again, Indoor Air Quality. The name of our company is, is an acronym, so you know we've got to try and make and sure. And we have a diverse know. audience. You know, Not all of our listeners come from Indoor Air Quality. We have some that come from uh, textile cleaning, uh, disaster restoration, Heating, ventilation, air conditioning, cleaning. A and lot of building science building type science people. And, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. And I think each of these specialties has its own lexicon and its own uh, acronyms. They do. So, and, and, and we, we try to explain them so that it's everyone understands what we're saying. We get consumers as well. You know, we get people who just manage, not just, they manage buildings. They work in buildings. They do all kinds of things. We, we get a really wide range of people who call us or email us about the show or who download shows and that's that's been a lot of fun the other thing that i know you love and and, and you work hard at cliff is the trivia question can you tell us a little bit about why we still do the trivia question what you think it adds to the show and i i agree well i think when you and i went to school you know whether it was grade school high school even college there really wasn't an internet. You know, Al Gore hadn't invented it yet. <laughs> and we just needed to master everything by memory. You had to memorize this and you had to memorize that. And, you know, I remember going to the library and, you know, how much I learned there, you know, on my own doing research using the Dewey Decimal System, the card catalogs. Yep. And uh, I was actually at the, at the library again uh, this past Sunday. I, I wanted to get an old newspaper article, and the only way I could get a hold of it was, you know, going in and using the microfilm and the microfish. And, well, and, you know, it was pretty good. But as far as the trivia went, we know that the audience knows and we know that the, the goal of the show is to be educational. And today researching is really an important part of learning and you don't have to memorize it anymore you just need to know where you can get the information so what we try to do uh, 
to stimulate development of good research skills is select trivia questions that are related to the guest's subject matter. And listeners generally need to quickly be able to search the internet or somewhere else in order to get that answer. So there's there's a reason for the trivia. You know, and we've we, we've kind of played with it over the years, and I like the way you're doing it now in that you give the answer from last week's trivia question so people learn something immediately, and then you give this week's trivia question, and those that are you know inclined to do so can start to do that research that you talked right. about. Yeah, again, it evolved because first we, we didn't give the answers. We were just notify people if it was you know if they'd gotten it right and you know we could run three four weeks without someone getting the question right right and we're not that doesn't happen much anymore although Concast out there he's the man yeah, yeah he's, he's well, all he over and that. john lapater and john lapater and we've had i haven't seen uh the guy from the midwest who used to get a bunch of them too well we'll, we'll get them back here Absolutely. all right let's talk a little bit before we go into halftime here i want to make sure we thank the people who help us put on halftime and Absolutely. that's our, our engineers over the years uh cliff why don't you start well let me start because i don't know you want to, you probably don't want to talk about your own son but i do zach zlotnick was our first engineer we've already mentioned him a few times and that's because he's near and dear to our hearts um he he just made it less daunting for us to put on this show and we still are using a lot of the equipment and a lot of the techniques that Zach started with so I think he was a, a tremendous asset early on in the show and he's a fine young man and I congratulate you on raising a wonderful son yeah, so it's it good. was great yeah. and uh, I don't have to feed him anymore so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good thing actually our second um, engineer was Chris Boisel and uh, we named him the wingman as well you know they had uh, you know officer and a gentleman and you know, they had the, the importance of having the wingman and someone that would, you know, kind of look after your back. And then we had his wingman music, you know, when he would uh, kind of sweep down. We've got a nice picture of the wingman up on the IAQ Radio Facebook page, which is something I didn't even think about adding here, but we have right. to put that in now. And, and Val's going to help us keep that updated. And Dottie's been working on that, too. And the next wonderful engineer we had was environmental annie ann kolecki and we must must say thanks to annie she, she did a nice job she yeah. did a great job and it was good to have a woman on the show and woman's voice every now and then i think was good break it up absolutely she was a, a a trooper that uh you know kept us in line for many weeks there in a row and now of course we've got austin novak stone cold at the controls he's done a great job for us uh, we've got over a year now with austin and uh, you don't hear Austin say a whole heck of a lot, but we're hoping he branches out and does his own thing here soon. We're going to have Austin. Austin's going to start his own show, I do believe. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about that when it becomes a reality. All right. And, of course, we've got to mention our technical director. Absolutely. You can't miss it. You can't, can't forget about Dr. Dietrich. Wow. <laughs> Dieter. Yeah, hi there. <laughs> I have another acronym. This is EAW. You don't even know what that stands for. EAW. I don't. <laughs> it's Dietrich A. Weil. Oh, Dietrich A. Dietrich A. All right, Dieter. 
Well, we always enjoy having you on, Dieter. And oh, well, uh, Joe, a I, you know, I, I just cannot believe. I just cannot believe that I'm doing this now for five years, and I missed a couple of shows. About two of them when I got my knee replacement, and I was uh, <laughs> uh, somewhere. <laughs> I like to forget about. <laughs> But, I mean, five years, it is unbelievable. It is. And, yeah, the other thing you mentioned over there, I don't know whether I'm left or right wing, and I don't know whether I'm a liberal or a conservative or a Republican and or a, uh, what are the other ones, Democrat. <laughs> I'm very liberal. Liberal has something to do with free and freedom. And I think before I open my mouth, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I... You know, I think what you add to the show, Dieter, is, you know, Joe and I had had significant field experience, but neither of us had, uh, you know, a degree in science. So we wanted to have a scientist and felt that we needed someone with a, a strong scientific background. Well, you couldn't have found anybody better than me. I know. I, sure. right, right. <laughs> but, but, Dieter, you are a few years older than us. <laughs> a few? Yeah, yeah, a few years. Uh, much wiser most of the time, but practical. Most of the time, That's yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah practical and down to earth and i think the european accent just sounds smart you know yep. people don't realize that you really were born in america and have an american accent and this is something that you learned at acting school <laughs> i don't even know Cliff, whether you know where i was born i do but i don't know if the if cliff knows Who knows? austria hell no no, no. <laughs> much further much further east much further east and south and a little bit more south, man, not too much. Yeah. Not too much? Okay. I have, behind me, I have the map of the world. Okay. <laughs> you want to tell yeah, us? It is south, it is southeast. Southeast. It's, it's, a little, it's a little town that nobody ever heard of. It's called Calcutta, India, in the oh, wow. okay. province of Bengal. Wow. At one time, I spoke fluently Bengali. Wow. Wow. Dater, you're a fascinating guy. We enjoy having you, and we, we really and appreciate I, it. Hey, 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 guys, you know you know how much money I make with the show. Right? I know. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, don't tell our secrets now. <laughs> yeah, don't. A lot of yeah, money. I, yeah. I, I, I bought a new wheelbarrow to haul the stuff away. <laughs> and uh, uh, why am I doing it? Because I love it. Right. right. Well, Dater, like I said, uh, five years, and you know, I know we are what at number two hundred and fifty or something like that. Two nineteen. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I missed a couple due to being in the hospital. I did one from Mexico, what? which cost me money, something like fifteen dollars uh, <laughs> right, right. uh, for the telephone connection. But that doesn't matter. That I don't care about that. But I just uh, yeah. I, I think we are doing a good job. I think we are giving out good information, basically unbiased, and uh, yeah, ninety-five percent of the time we don't even. Yeah, uh, if you are a carpet cleaner or you're a Republican or a Democrat, who the hell gives a damn? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, you guys go back. All well, right. no, I, I, I just wanted to express the commitment that you have to the show. 
you know, Joe and I and, and you have all called in from out of town, you know, from out of the country. We've interrupted vacations, taken time away That's from That's fine. That's fine. From family I, I'm not complaining. Absolutely. No. But, I mean, it's the commitment of, you know, having that deadline. You know, every Friday we know we're going to – or most Fridays we know we're going to do it. And, you know, it it comes noontime and, and, uh, and we do. And you're on. Right, you know? right. Well, let's hey, – before we, before we move on, you want to thank our – we got to thank our sponsors. Yes. All right. Before we go to the full list, we have to add one, our newest marquee sponsor. And we, we I'll tell you, I, before we even go there, let's thank them individually here. First, I want to make sure our newest marquee sponsor is Net Claims Now, providing insurance billing for the restoration industry for fire, water, mold, and reconstruction billing. Learn more at netclaimsnow.com. And we, before we play the actual list, let's let's first mention at least the marquees, Indoor Environment Connections. Glenn Fellman has stuck by us from day one. Absolutely. And uh, I don't think Glenn was able to make it today. We were hoping he could join us today, but he's he's wearing a lot of hats and he probably got pulled away. But I wanted to make sure we said thanks to Glenn, and and your your folks. Here Absolutely, Cliff, uh, John Don Products uh, again was uh, they were the second sponsor. They were, and uh, you know they jumped right on board and and supported the show financially and and still do and. Uh, you know, the great bunch of guys to work with. And without these guys, we, we couldn't do this show. I mean, we're we're doing, you know, it's not terribly expensive, but it does cost a lot of time and money to do the show. And they are the ones that you should thank if you get any good information from the show here. And, of course, Clean Facts and Cleaning and Maintenance Management Magazine. They have been just wonderful to work with. They have uh, allowed us to put our advertising in their in their two magazines each each month and we really appreciate our marquee sponsors and then let's also instead of playing the ad why don't we just go down the list cliff we've got okay. uh who's, well who's do you want to just one? do it why don't we just start at the beginning and do them live do okay them how about do that them all? let's sure. do it go let's do it i've got the uh how about our association sponsors the national air duct cleaners association nadka is the leading authority for information on hvac inspection cleaning and restoration you can visit nadka at www.nadka.com and i want to spot make sure we thank john schulte at nadka tim hoisard at nadka by the way tim had one of the highest rated programs he was on one with uh, ron gospodorsky right. they did the trauma scene cleanup and hvac cleaning and i wanted to make sure i put that in sure we also want to thank the and acknowledge the indoor air quality association a nonprofit, multidisciplinary organization dedicated to promoting the exchange of indoor environmental information through education and research. Visit them at iaqa.org. And both of those organizations have been wonderful to the show. We appreciate them, and we certainly look forward to a long relationship with them. The third association sponsor that we just mentioned earlier in the show and want to bring up again is the Tri-State Restoration and Specialty Cleaners Association. Tri-State is the uh, regional restoration and specialty cleaning organization here. It's uh, headquartered actually out of the Pittsburgh area, and we really appreciate having them as our newest association sponsor and look forward to a long relationship with Tri-State Restoration Specialty Cleaners. That's trsca.org. Yeah, and we, we need to thank and acknowledge our advertisers. 
Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions, who use advanced sensor software technology and embedded computers to provide superior environmental test instrumentation. Visit them at wolfsense.com. Great show, by the way. If you get a chance, you want to check out the Gray Wolf show we did with Rick Stonier, the one of the, I can't remember what his position, I think he was the president of Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions, and I know he was a principal in the company, did a great job discussing just sensor technology in general. It wasn't something that we went into, you know, it wasn't a, a sales pitch for their product, but we did discuss the sensing technology out there for doing indoor air quality investigations. Also want to thank Legends Environmental Insurance Services, the experts in insurance for environmental consultants and contractors for over 20 years at legends-enviro.com. Make sure we thank Brian McFarland. And if you get a chance and you want to learn a little bit about insurance issues, Brian did a great show with us as well. Okay, now, of course, our marquee sponsors. Net, Ca- Net Claims Now, providing insurance billing for the restoration industry, fire, water, mold, and reconstruction billing. Learn more about them at netclaimsnow.com. And, of course, Indoor Environment Connections, the newspaper for the IAQ industry. Subscriptions and advertising information available at ieconnections.com. John Don Products, where restoration and abatement contractors shop at jondon.com. Clean Facts and Cleaning and Maintenance Management Magazine, your source for cleaning and maintenance news, Visit them at cleanfactswithanx.com and cmmonline.com. Please be sure to thank those sponsors for their support of IAQ Radio when you inquire about their services or products. Okay. All right, that's our little halftime for today. I want to say hi to Paul Lucas out there, by the way. That's got to be an old buddy of yours. Oh, yeah, yourself. absolutely. Okay. No, Paul, for a long time. Paul, great. To, thanks for uh, the Listening. kind words there. Good to, good to hear Cliff. I get that a lot, Cliff. We've got to get you back out into the you never know, into Joe, circulation you never know. here soon. Huh? You're going to take off the ball and chain pretty soon? You never know. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. And I don't mean Judy. I come back. I want to right. thank Judy, by the way, who's also been wonderful to the show and Absolutely. has helped us with our books and all that. And uh, certainly she deserves a, a lot of credit for putting up with our uh, late night uh, work on the show and then, you know, taking a lot of your time every Friday. So let's. Uh, well, I think we've been through our association sponsors. I think we've mentioned uh, that our audience consists of indoor environmental professionals, disaster restoration contractors, HVAC cleaners, building scientists, textile cleaners, and uh, consumers uh, as well. Um, What do we need to do? Let's let's kind of talk about what goes into making a show, Joe. Well, you know, it's 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 tough. I mean, we've done two 220 shows almost, and finding and getting commitments from good guests can be really difficult. And a big part of doing that is going to the different conferences and kind of rubbing elbows a little bit and talking to these people and getting them comfortable with you, making sure they recognize we're not going to ambush them when they come on the show. And then we've got to review their 
CVs or their curriculum vitae's, and we've got to go through their websites and get to know a little something about them. We've and even read books, absolutely, read a whole book, several books, several books to to do this. So it's it's a lot of work finding the guests, but my goodness, I've learned so much from these guests that you know it it really kind of goes by quickly most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now there's also a lot of work, and and you do the blog every week, and I want to make sure people know about the blog. Uh, Cliff's blog is his impression of the show with a little nugget about what was on that show for those that are a little too busy to listen to the show. I really urge people get out and read that blog. It, it just is a quick bullet point by bullet point discussion of the key points that were presented during that show. And, you know, we both, like I said, we learn things every week, so I'm sure others could learn from that Absolutely. as well. And what about the, you know what, I, I really want to go into this right now. Preserving memories. Cliff, I want you to talk about that. We've got a couple clips that we're going to get into real quick here for our listeners. Well, I think that life is short, and it happened by accident. You know, we have had guests on the show that passed away, uh, and this is this is their uh, the preservation uh, of their memory. You know, we've actually had three guests or four guests actually, that we've interviewed uh, prior to, uh, you know, to their passing. And I know that's meant a lot. Well, first of all, the interview meant a lot certainly to the guests, but now it means a lot to the industry and also means a lot to their families. And I think you want to play one of the... I do. We've got actually two clips that we want to play. Let's let's start with uh, the first one is from a show we did with... There were three people on the show. First, we want to mention Bill Yobe. I don't have a, a clip from Bill, but I do have a clip uh, from Phil McLaughlin, who was also on the show and has since passed. And I also want to mention uh, that that was a that was a really highly rated show, by the way. And Stephen Lavelle, Lavelle, I believe, was the the third. Yes, yeah, Stephen uh, Lavelle and, and Phil McLaughlin had written a book. They had them. written the book <laughs> and on rest, disaster restoration issues. Right. Let's let's play a quick quick clip from Phil McLaughlin. The the one story in particular about the. Uh, playing Santa Claus for the uh, for an insurance organization, and back in the day, a hundred pounds ago, I forgot. You know, you need when you dress up as Santa Claus, you need a pillow uh, for the belly. Of course, now most people who know me know I don't need pillows. But uh, <laughs> I went out and bought uh, one of these uh, inexpensive twenty-nine dollar costumes and got up on a stage in front of a hundred and fifty members of the Long Island Insurance Women's Association and. Uh, Realized I didn't have a pillow, so I took off my suit jacket back in the day when they were not casual parties. We all wore suits and ties as restoration people and stuffed the suit. And uh, lo and behold, as I'm up on the stage doing my Santa Claus routine for 150 women, the belt buckle broke and out comes the, the shirt. <laughs> and like, that's why I ho-ho-hoed myself off the stage. <laughs> that was Phil McLaughlin from... One of our prior shows. I also have a clip here from another gentleman that I know Cliff knew well, and I want to make sure that uh, we give Cliff a chance to say something about uh, Michael O'Reilly. Michael O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah. Mike uh, actually was on the show twice, backed by popular demand, and that show did very well, by the right. way. Right. Had, had a huge uh, abatement company, trade wins, uh, you know, really ground, groundbreaking in a lot of things that they did, and he was a great interview uh, twice on the show. Let's catch a clip from from uh, was there, Mike O'Reilly. Uh, did there happen to be wallpaper involved? How about gold-painted walls? Clint? Oh, <laughs> oh, my. 
Okay, and I don't I don't know what the perm rating is on gold painted walls. I haven't I haven't dealt with too many of them, Mike. Do you know off the top of your head? <laughs> this was a three billion dollar building. Oh, wow. uh, it was it was amazing, um, and it was you know it was owned by the royal family. Interesting. The, the uh, yeah that that was a pretty uh, amazing project, and and we we, we I was really brought in as you know, as an advisor and to direct, uh, to direct how, uh, the individuals responsible were to undo what they did. <laughs> great, great interview with Mike O'Reilly. Check it out on, uh, one on, on the archives. In fact, I've got it here. It was episode 45 and it was one of our top downloaded shows all time, which we'll get to in just a moment. I also want to make sure we mention Dr. Thad Goddish. Dr. Goddish was a, an IAQ pioneer. Dr. Goddish was uh, on the show, and he did a, a wonderful job, and I want to direct listeners back to his show, and I can't find the number right off the top of my head here, but I will get it before we go here and make sure listeners know to check that out, and I believe his blog is still up, too. So Dr. Thad Goddish was another of the pioneers of indoor air quality, disaster restoration, and building science that have joined us over the years here, and unfortunately one that's passed since. You know, the pioneer, you know, you mentioned the word pioneer, and the pioneer shows to me were probably my favorites. Uh, we, we really got into the roots of the industry, and there were people who taught me uh, what I know, and I was able to, you know, to. You know, they lit my candle, and I was able to light the candle of others, you know, with that knowledge. And I certainly in, enjoyed the interviews with Lloyd Weaver. Episode uh, Lee, 24. Yeah, Lee Pemberton. Lee was back in, well, I, I got Jim Pemberton was 178. That was also highly rated. I don't see Lee's off the yeah, top Martin of Martin King. Uh, Marty King was back in the early days, if I recall correctly. Uh, Major Long. And Major Long, that was also one that was a little while back. So. Uh, Greg Orndorff. And Greg Orndorff. That was a more recent one. That was an early, uh, more and recent one. And Claude Blackburn. And Claude Blackburn. All the, the pioneers are of the disaster restoration world, the people that uh, Cliff urged us to get on, we were able to actually pull it off and get uh, some of the real pioneers on. Well, is what we do more than science, Joe? Absolutely. And, and I think what we've tried to do is, is round it out a little bit with other shows and a couple that I thought were really well received were Mark Violin with the uh, show on just business type issues, you know, and how to, how to grow your business. And then I thought the Fred Rock, I still get great comments on the Fred Rock show. If you get a chance, check out the Fred Rock show, how to position yourself and your company for that day inevitably that, you know, it's time to move on and let somebody right. else take over, and hopefully you haven't made it so that you're the only one that can run the company. It's not worth a whole heck of a lot. So I thought Fred did a great job. And uh, Steve Toburin, uh, also, again, on the again from the John Don crowd, right. uh, Strategies for Success, another great interview. So and and we've good. also talked to entrepreneurs like Mike O'Reilly and Sam Bergman with Rollin that have built – hugely successful businesses and uh, manufacturers such as uh, Microban International, et cetera, that have, again, added a lot of business perspective to and the, what we do. What was it? Frank McKinney. What was he? The real estate oh, rock, yeah. the star, rock, rock star, the rock real star real estate, real estate uh, builder, Frank McKinney. That was a big show, actually. We uh, 
had quite a few built world's uh, largest and most expensive green home yeah, green home <laughs> three million square foot green home. Yeah, i don't know how many million but it was big it was it was it was, uh, it was big yeah, pretty amazing and you know we, we i i always you know kind of like cowboys joe and uh, I, I thought it was good to name your segment at the end that we call the Roundup. You know, yeah. we use that rawhide uh, music. Tell the guests a little bit about why we do that. You know, that's just, a, I think it's a great opportunity to to go back around and have everyone ask a final question, get an important point across, and of course, most importantly, give our guests the final word and make sure that the guests, if we've forgotten something or there was something they wanted to make sure our listeners heard prior to them leaving, we make sure we give them that opportunity. And I think time, too. It's hard to gauge the amount of time it's going to take to do the interview. I mean, we've had guests on that, you know, we ask them uh, a question that might be uh, a sentence long, and they'll say yes. Right. Or right. no, and all of a sudden we have dead air. You know, we've had other guests that'll go on for five minutes, you know, answering a question. So we're really not sure how much time it's going to take. And we like to always use that roundup to get in those key essential points that if we haven't had a chance to bring them out, you know, during the interview, that we can cover them. Yep. Uh, you know, during the roundup. You know, we mentioned the, the show is, is good for CECs, continuing education credits. We like to make sure it's an inexpensive way to get those. You don't have to travel. You don't have to fly. You don't have to go to any presentation. Listen to the show. Email me. I send you a quiz. You can get your continuing education credits. And, of course, we mentioned Cliff's blog as well. Uh, I think one of the things about the continuing education credits as well is it is a huge benefit, but it comes at a cost to us. You know, none of the organizations that, that permit us, uh, or I'm sorry, that approve us for continuing education do so for free, do they, Joe? Uh, I mean, there are application fees and annual fees and yeah, so on and so forth. So that's one of the reasons that uh, there's a... Modest fee for doing this. Modest fee. Modest fee. I mean, I actually, I can't. Well, there's a there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Let's put it that way. And that always costs money. So, And last, we've got the technology issues, Cliff. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was ready to throw my computer out the window this morning. Uh, constant contact, the show invitations. I know on occasion they're a little mangled, but my goodness, they look perfect on my computer when I'm done. But somehow they get mangled on the way out. You know, I remember the the, ter- the the terror of doing the first show and, you know, how nervous we were about doing it. But that's really the only thing that scares me, Joe, is the technology because yeah. you just can't control it. And, you know, all of a sudden, and we've had issues. You know, we've had failures uh, with our equipment. Uh, we've had failures with TalkShoe. You know, we've had failures with Skype. And you never know, uh, you know, when it's going to happen, and it always creates a lot of heartburn when it does. But you know who's been really wonderful about that is all of our guests and our listeners. And we we certainly want to make sure we thank those of you that have been loyal listeners. That has been the thing that keeps us coming back. And we uh, have a redundant system. You know, we learned that we needed to have a tape recorder here in the studio that we could tape record the show. And uh, so in case TalkShoe loses it, you know, we have the record here, and the tape that we do is much better quality. So yes. we actually go through a process of removing uh, what TalkShoe has put up there and replacing it with our, um, you know, with our recorded. With copy. our recorded. Well, let's 
Want to do the last? Let's uh, let's round it up here. Move him on, hit him up, hit him up, move him on, move him on, hit him up, raw hide. Cut him out, ride him in, ride him in, let him out, cut him out, ride him in, raw Let's go back around here. I, before we, we, we go to Dr. Wow, I want to make sure I, I promised people that we would go through the top shows. And I've really had, we've really had a hard time with this, trying to figure out. Because it's not so much, we know the numbers. We know the numbers from TalkShoe. They give us the downloads. But the problem was some of the shows have been on for five years and some of the shows have only been on for five weeks. So it was very difficult to weigh that. And what I decided to do was basically break it in half. And I've got two runners-up and the top show for the first 100 shows and two runners-up and the top show for the second 100 shows. And it just so happens the, the top show for the second 100 shows actually was the overall most downloaded show. Let's start with episode three. Episode three was one of our earliest, obviously, shows. We had Carl Grimes, we had Dr. Harriet Burge, and we had Lisa Wagner. That's who it was. And that was, it was a great show. It still, it fascinates me, but it still gets downloads almost every week to this day. So five years later, we still get downloads from that show. The second runner-up from the first 100 shows would be the Ed Cross show and the Pete Consigli show. And actually, we had Ed and Pete on, and Ed and Pete uh, were, were with us for uh, a couple of shows, actually. And over the years, they've both uh, been very helpful to the show, and each time they have really gotten a lot of downloads on the shows. And, of course, uh, I might as well mention a couple of the other ones. Mike O'Reilly's show did very well, episode 45. By the way, the Cross Consigli show was episode 51. Of course, the Sharon Kramer show did very well, episode 64. And, of course, Dr. Richie Shoemaker's show did really well. And, in fact, we're going to call on the first 100 shows, the top show for the first 100 shows with respect to downloads, the Dr. Richie Shoemaker show. We're going to run a little over here, but I think this is a great clip from Dr. Shoemaker. Let's play that one. There's an expression to keep in mind is that we always need to challenge today's hypothesis tomorrow and reevaluate tomorrow's data the week after. And, and looking back at, at that idea, uh, there are at least four categories of illness, um, and, and irritation is certainly a, a, a very common problem that I see, so I agree with you. Uh, we should add an irritant uh, aspect to, to people made ill by exposure to water damaged buildings but you know all right and dr shoemaker goes on to discuss the other categories of health effects and that was on show 79 we also had him back we actually did a double episode with dr shoemaker and we'll have him back again he's been a very popular guest and of course we also have the opposite opinions on uh, as we mentioned earlier <laughs> in the show so we appreciate dr shoemaker joining us and all the others that i mentioned by the way the 
the um, Lloyd Weaver show did very well. Marlene Linders also, uh, just a couple of honorable mentions. And with uh, Alfred, Ron, Ron, Ron Alfred, Ron Alfred uh, The Plan. I remember right. Ron Alfred, The Plan, did a great job. Yeah, we've had Ron twice. And, uh, and, and you know what other show did really well that I should mention is Cliff's show, episode, episode 12, The Z-Man on Cleaning Products. That one is actually uh, way up there. Let's go to the second batch of shows. So from show 101 up to show 219 i've got a runner-up show here and that was a, a really highly rated show with dr chin yang let me ask you the, the subject of taking samples is pretty controversial some people say you should take a lot of them some people say you shouldn't take them some people uh, say that only uh, certified industrial hygienists should take them. Do you have any comment on whether a mold, remediation, a mold remediator should take their own samples? And Actually, that's a very good question. I, I have been asked the same question many, many times, particularly by the remediation contractor. And I think for a while, maybe three, four, five years ago, some of the uh, professional insurance or liability insurance uh, companies uh, told the more remediators don't collect samples. Now, I counter and tell them that they should take their samples as long as they know how to collect samples. And the reason is that, you know, when you do more remediations, an industrial hygienist hired by the building owner or the, some, the owner of the property as a third party to collect so-called clearance, or sometimes we call it quality assurance samples. Now the problem is this. Many of these industrial hygienists or environmental professionals supposed to do the, the third party sampling and interpretation of results, themselves do not know how to do sampling and result interpretation properly. And I have done a lot of legal cases and I would say a significant portion of these IHs and environmental professionals know only superficially how to use the data to do proper interpretations. So eventually, a lot of legal cases, sometimes remediation contractors got dragged in. So I told these small remediation contractors that look, if you know how to do samples, you can collect some samples as your own quality assurance. That's another check. You can use that for your own internal quality assurance purpose and also provide another piece of information to make sure the consultant supposed to oversee and clear your project know what they're doing or not. And I think it's a good approach if the contractor know how to collect samples. Because if you don't do this particular approach, then you are relying on the industrial hygienist or environmental consultant doing all the sampling and interpretation, and they may or may not know how to do it right. So you need to protect your, your own interest. Okay, and then that was Dr. Yang, and actually he's been on, uh, that was an earlier show now that I look at it, that was back on in 88, but uh, he, was, he was a highly rated show. Going back to the more current shows, show 132, episode 132, our highest rated building science show. I was surprised, actually, but I shouldn't have been because he's a really respected gentleman in the industry, well-known, and this is Mr. Bud Offerman. Well, 
the guideline that we would select, for instance, uh, for the ASHRAE safe air criteria would be the EPA NAQS guideline of nine parts per million. Um, this is for like an eight-hour exposure. And so if we go into an office building and we see that the concentrations are, let's say, um, you know, seven ppm, you'd say, well, that's below nine. I guess we're okay. Well, this is where the risk factor or risk management comes in. You also measure outdoors, and you measure outdoors, and it's one part per million. And in indoors, you're seven. You're under the guideline, but because the indoor concentration is higher than the outdoor concentration, that data by itself says that there's a source of carbon monoxide being generated in the building. And since carbon monoxide can kill people, uh, one needs to uh, take that as a big red flashing light and um, find out what that source is. So perhaps it's going to get worse and uh, we're going to have a catastrophe. So the guideline is typically set to be, yes, we'd like to be under 9 ppm, but we also do not want to see concentrations higher indoors and outdoors. And that's where, just like with mold, uh, you have to bring some statistics into play because, uh, like, for instance, if you have 32 mold spores uh, indoors and uh, 28 spores per cubic meters outdoors, is that significantly different? No. Uh, with carbon monoxide, we're looking at typically with the instrumentation we're using is like a 2 ppm difference. Um, so uh, that's where we stand. Uh, that's what we're looking at interpreting carbon monoxide. We, do, we don't want to see it... Uh, more than a couple ppm above outdoors. Okay, some other highly rated shows from the second half of our episodes from 100 on would include the Dr. J. David Miller show with Don Weeks, the Frank McKinney show, The Real Estate Rocks Are. That was, that was a good show. Uh, we, of course, had the Eva, Dr. Ava King was on uh, from InBio, I believe was the name of the company. She did a wonderful job. Uh, and, and two that I want to mention that were very recent but have done very well is Dr. Elliot Horner and Dr. Claudius Carnegie. So those were, those were highly rated shows. But I've got to give it to the folks that had the highest rated show. And I, I say folks because I've I got to believe that he had a little some, a team helping out somewhere along the way. But I was really surprised. Um, you know, I, I just, I know it was a great show and we enjoyed the show, but it wasn't something that I expected to be number one, but by a landslide, Charles E. Gilbert, PhD, was the top show so far on IAQ radio for downloads. And let's play that second clip from Dr. Gilbert. We talked about epidemiology and I found this part very interesting. Welcome to IAQ Radio. Um, I think this will be our first show that's the, where that's we the first start up. That's all right. Let's go to the second and gasoline clip. has been removed. Has that helped in bringing down blood lead levels in children? Do you continue to see those levels going down? What type of impact do you think that has had? And then maybe you could tell us about what you think we need to do from here to continue on that trend. The lead in gasoline has had a huge impact on all our blood lead levels. Um, it, it is probably, other than sanitation of water, it's one of, one of the biggest impacts on a population in the United States. Um, 
because of the, and it was the Environmental Protection Agency. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. That was Dr. Charles Gilbert. He did it. He he came out on top. Uh, they they did a great job, and we really enjoyed the show. And I was shocked, not so much that there was Dr. Gilbert, but that it was a show on epidemiology. So speaking of epidemiology, let's go back and bring on our technical director and make sure we thank him one more time from the bottom of our hearts and make sure he gets a chance to get the last word in this week. Last words. Yeah. Last word. Dr. Dietrich, wow. Oh. Well, my God, I do have the last word. You do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that will be fine. No, uh, I, I uh, well, you, you know my standard um, comment after many shows said, I listened and I learned something about things I didn't know anything before. And I think that's exactly what we are for, uh, good for, uh, to, to put out information that other people may have never seen. Uh, they missed it. Uh, they forgot about it. And it is a refresher. All of the above, uh, that, that's exactly what we are here for. There's no doubt about that. And like I said, you know, with the salary, you know, the, I, I think next year I would like to up it up to $2 million a year. But right right now I still do it for zero. <laughs> We're going to double your pay next year, Dieter. I'll be double your pay. All right. <laughs> zero times zero is double zero, still right? zero. Uh, last I checked. Unless so the new I math. Think, I, I personally think. And it has nothing to do with this show, or, or, or I mean, it has something to do with show. And, and I'm not advertising anything. I'm not saying anything. I think we are doing a wonderful job for informing people who are listening to us. I think we are touching on subjects which are very, very new, acute, and necessary to live in this society. And uh, I think we ought to... Uh, educate people about uh, the, let's say, IAQA, indoor air quality issues, um, uh, which we don't, uh, yeah, I know Joe is an old teacher, uh, no pun intended there, <laughs> but old. Uh-huh. And I think, I think we need programs in great school, in great school, about the EPA and indoor environment and all of that that the kids are starting to learn about that. It's the same thing that they are learning right now in grade school and in middle school and in high school uh, about smoking and not smoking. I wish somebody would have told me that. I never, ever would have smoked a cigarette, but I did. I'm an ex-smoker, and I'm sure I injured my lungs, but I think we are doing a great job over here and uh, getting people to think and maybe those people go and think and they go to the PTA meetings and I said, hey, we ought to have a course on environment. And I know Joe is working on that. He, I, I know that he is, well, Joe and I, well, we worked, what, two weeks ago, we worked together for a week. So, of course, uh, Joe and I, and, and we are on the phone continuously. Uh, but I think, I think we have a medium over here uh, which is really useful for people. Well, Dieter, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we look oh, forward any, to another, you know, uh, another five years. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If I make it, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you have a good chance. I don't know whether I make it for another five years. Uh, you'll outlive us all, dear. Absolutely. We love it. Well, thanks so much. I want to make sure I also uh, mention that next week we've got Gary Dietrich. He's the president and co-founder of Citizen Voice. We're going to talk about the Safely Yacht program, and that's that's an important topic with all the flooding going on around the country right now. I think it's a, a timely and important topic. The Z-Man's going to be handling that one. I'll be participating remote, but we're looking forward to having Gary on the show next week. Before we go, I also want to thank, of course, my co-host, the Z-Man. It's always a pleasure, Joe. Today was special. Cliff Zlotnick, uh, it's been a, a wonderful five years, and I hope we have five more. Of course, our technical director, Dr. Dietrich Wow, and our engineer, Austin Stoke Cold. Ah, Novak, Stone Cold, I should say. And most importantly, uh, our thanks go out to the growing group of loyal listeners. Thank you all. We really, really appreciate all the emails, the the texts, uh, the calls. When we see you in person mentioning the IAQ radio program, it keeps us going week after week here. Please come back and join us next Friday at noon for the next broadcast of IAQ Radio. Happy anniversary. And a good cheer. Happy anniversary. This has been another IAQ Radio production. Call recording has been completed.